The barefoot hunter Because statistics are the best The barefoot hunter Because you don't need footwear to bet Welcome back to The Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. We take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the NRL and AFL 2021 season. Now, Logical actually isn't here this evening. He's uh, he's found himself up north, up in Yamba, I believe, Benny, and he's, uh, he's enjoying a bit of time out up there. But uh, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program, to the Pope. Thanks, Mug. Glad to be here. Yeah, he's gone up there, no blues fest, but it sounds like he's making the most of the opportunity up, up north anyway. So um, good for logical one. Hope he's enjoying himself. Yeah, very good, mate. And... Um, and all things going well, we'll have a little special envelope where we can uh, reveal some of the logical ones thinking um, before we get into this weekend. But just to recap this weekend, Benny, what a turn of events in the AFL we had. After the siren win on the Thursday, we had an absolute fizzer on the Good Friday, which has got people up in arms. Our man, Brucey, kicked 10. Can you believe that? I think he was really, there was a bit in that for logical, really sticking it to the man there. 10 goals from Brucey. What's going on? Uh, Sydney smashed the Tigers. We had Essendon smashing the Saints. Port smash, uh, West Coast smashed Port, rather. And, of course, uh, Easter Monday, where uh, my mob almost came back and uh, and overrun Geelong. But before we get into uh, to any... Uh, any sort of NRL chat. Um, was there anything that you saw from the AFL on the weekend yourself, Benny? The mug, very outside of view that I'm taking here, but the margins struck me. The um, one-sided nature, and not just that, but the, the underdogs winning in these one-sided games. Like that, 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 I found that quite stark. Or is there any reason that this has occurred? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think you can probably... Well, well my, my personal opinion is, is that at the start of the year... Um, your younger players uh, are a lot fitter and, uh, and, and raring and ready to go. I think you get the finals teams that um, maybe haven't had as good a preparation potentially as, uh, as some of the other teams that finished earlier, so they've had longer to prepare. Um, and, and maybe there is a little bit of arrogance creeping in or, or it's not as urgent for the, um, for the teams that know they're good um, because they know that they're going to win enough games over the journey. So maybe they just aren't quite as hungry as maybe some of those up-and-coming teams. And I think in the AFL, like with, with the exception of uh, North Melbourne, you know, on any given day, if you're 5 10% off mentally, um, then you're going to get beat. And I think we definitely saw that. Uh, with the Saints, they were off mentally, and um, and Essendon uh, tidied them up. It's going to be interesting to see uh, this weekend whether that can be backed up by Essendon. They've what seems to be a pretty tough task now going to Sydney, so we're we're going to find out. Um, but Benny, mate, you're absolutely flying. Can you uh, just give us a little bit of a, a quick review of the betting weekend uh, from some of the stuff that you're speaking about on the podcast last week? Because something that's fresh in my mind uh, is Melbourne Storm, but. Uh, I think you were tipping up some margins in that game. How did that game play out, and, and where did we end up? It didn't actually pan out as I expected the mug. So Melbourne actually were down 16 after 25 minutes, and after starting strongly but not converting in a point, so they, they sort of went off the boil for a period of time, and Broncos scored first. And um, then the last 15 minutes of the first half, as it's sort of well-known now, the Pap, Ryan Pappenhausen, scores four tries in 11 minutes to blow that game wide open, and... Then they ran away with it, but the I guess depending which way you look at it, the concerning thing is Melbourne weren't that good. So even though they've 
walked away thirty four point winners, winning forty to six. Like they sort of, you know, they they only played fifty five minutes as a touch on. So it's the disparity in the competition, as we said here, is is vast at the moment, and, and that was a bit of a theme over the weekend that. South and Penrith also beat up on weaker opposition and they also were probably, you know, you wouldn't walk away and say they were overly impressive. So that that's a bit of a worry. But our, our bets in that game got up sort of, but not quite the way I would have expected. I would expect more of an 80-minute performance from them, but um, still a big win from them. Nah, awesome, mate. And uh, you're absolutely on fire with your tip-ups. Um, if you want to get some of the Pope's action, get to the mailbag.com.au because uh, Benny's been tipping up some absolute gold. Another uh, four units in the skyrocket over the weekend. So going uh, really well, mate. And um, and some great tip-ups for the listeners on the podcast anyway. So tune in pretty soon. Benny's going to be going through some of his stuff. From an AFL point of view, um, we spoke about the Lions getting to a price um, against Collingwood, and they did. Um, maybe a little bit lucky, but uh, you take that luck any day of the week. We were happy to uh, see how uh, Richmond went against Sydney. Sydney obviously got that one. Um, I was pretty keen on West Coast, uh, Benny at home, uh, and West Coast got the chocolates there. And, of course, we spoke about the Hawks. Uh, they really were able to uh, to come back and get it done against uh, Geelong. Well, not get it done in terms of the win, but uh, definitely cover that line pretty comfortably uh, in the end, which was uh, which was great for the punters as well. The other game we talked about was Geelong v Hawthorne on Monday. What I did notice here that game on Twitter, I think it was the Token King. The Token King, yeah. Long-time listener to the Token King. The Token King, very critical of Geelong Game Soul and Chris Scott. So a bit of news coming out of that one, and and Chris has copped it a bit today, sort of reading around and listening to a few things. What's the theory here? Like He's he's a pretty successful coach, I would have thought. Yeah, he's he's one of the most successful. I think he actually is the most successful, one of the most successful winning records of all time. So it's hard to knock Geelong's game style. I think it sort of just flew in the face a little bit of what we've seen in the footy so far this year, which is open, uh, free-flowing footy. Geelong just haven't really changed. They're just still playing the same way that they always have, which is kick, 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 kick. Look for an opening once they get sort of past that sort of back of the square uh, halfway line, and then they look to go forward and spot up Tomer on on the lead. So, look, I think if you're getting upset about Geelong and the way they play, um, you probably like they just haven't changed the way they play. So it's been really successful for them. They'll they'll want to tinker with that game plan a little bit, I think, and and maybe speed up a little bit, but. I don't think we're going to see a vastly different Geelong throughout the course of the season. It stood up over a long period of time. They probably just need to quicken up a little bit, I think, if they're going to win the flag, which is ultimately what they want to do. But uh, but look, I think that's just how they play and you have to accept it. All right, Benny, we'll have a quick chat about our favorite segment, Bad Beats. What did you see from Bad Beats from an NRL perspective? The mug, I was scratching my head looking for something in the bad beat section for NRL this week, up until yesterday's game. So in a weekend of favourites winning by big margins, we then had a game yesterday where the West Tigers at plus 10.5 were all the value you wanted out of that. So 24-22 with three minutes remaining, coming home strong. Parramatta then score a relatively flukish try late with three minutes to go. Convert, so they go up by eight, but... Game sort of dead and buried, two minutes remaining. West Tigers, crossfield kick in their own 10-metre line. Sort of relatively pointless, wasn't going to achieve much. Batted back in, lands in the hands of Blake Ferguson. Parramatta winger, runs 20 metres, touches down in the corner and conversion from the sideline, then takes it to 40-point margin. So not only if you're on the plus and you had two scores remaining with three minutes to go, so that's hard done by. Also, Parramatta 1-12 backers, Whoa. led by two. About 
three minutes of play remaining in two converted tries. Chinya there, so very hard done by in one to twelve backers and West Tigers plus. If you're on the pies, you could feel pretty harshly done by, I think. Um, the kick after the siren undid them. And then the other one was uh, probably the 40 plus. If you're on 40 plus in the West Coast game, uh, another shot after the siren, pretty junk time goal. Uh, Robbie Gray puts it through. That does Robbie Gray things and uh, and kicks the goal. So that was probably the uh, the other one in the AFL. Well, Benny, it's getting to that time. Are you ready to do some games? I am the mug. Looking forward to it. First up on the Thursday night, we're going up to Sydney, and it's the Sydney Swans hosting Essendon. So what a turn of events. Two great wins from these clubs on the weekend. Um, the Swans have uh, opened up very short, uh, $1.19, and now sitting at around about 20 and 28 and a half points. So, um, so Benny, I'm not sure I could tip the listeners into 28 and a half points, but uh, I tweeted out uh, that, that premiership price, and I know you had a bit of a question about that as well. Yeah, having a look today, the mug got eleven dollars for Swans to win the premiership. I know they're three and but it, it feels like it's shortening. I don't know what they were pre round one, but it feels like they've come in a long way in a short period of time. Yeah, the Blue Mob um, had them up at fifty one, if I'm not mistaken, at the start of the year, and I'm sure you could have got it on the on the fair or elsewhere at a bigger price. So they've come from the clouds. I took a little bit of seventeens. Um, just as a bit of a saver um, on the weekend, because uh, they, you know, maybe they they could get on a roll and they 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 could finish in the eight and and deep in the eight, depending on how the season goes. But um, but eleven dollars, I think that's a bit poisonous. I mean, you've got what West Coast uh, dogs sort of sitting around that nine or ten mark. So you know, I know who I'd rather be on uh, around that sort of mark. So I don't think I could be uh, putting the listeners into eleven dollars. Yeah, well, I understand if you beat the Premiers on their home deck that there's going to be some excitement, but it, it feels like a big move in a short period of time. A very big move and a uh, very long season, as we know, Benny. A lot, can, uh, a lot can change. So we'll jump into the next game. We're flipping over to Friday night, and what a game this is. This produced two absolute rippers last year. Uh, probably two of the best games for the year. I absolutely love the prelim final between these two teams. Port Adelaide's taking on Richmond. And uh, I guess the opposite of the Friday night game, these these are two big losers from the weekend. So they uh, they do battle uh, over at the Portress. Um, Port started, uh, you could get some four and a half, and now that market's, um, that market's just drifted out now a little bit to seven and a half, which I know Logical said on the program last week that he had uh, Richmond and Port um, rated equally. So on that, you'd probably say that that market now is a roundabout right if you were to give away sort of eight, nine points for home ground advantage to Port Adelaide. So that's probably about right. So look, I don't think any betting uh, here from myself. Um, I, I, I am pretty neutral on this one. I don't even have a lean necessarily to one team or the other. I just think it's going to be a great contest. Two teams coming off a loss and, uh, and really looking forward to it. One aspect I'd be interested in, am I right in saying Cochin's in some doubt? Yeah, but the club uh, has come out and said he's going to be okay. Um, I mean, he's very important, the skip, but probably not as important as what he once was. So, you know, he, he's, he's an older player. His role's changed a little bit. So I think they can actually cover him. Um, in, in, betting, in betting terms, how important is he? So if he is in or out, what does that do to the, those prices and the line in that game? Um, 
probably a, a couple of points, I'd, I'd say. Probably two points uh, for Koch um, on, on the betting line. But as I say, Richmond bat pretty deep. They'll, they'll, cover, they'll cover him if, if he's not going uh, to be playing. So, Pope, don't have a lot of betting interest in the Dogs-Brisbane game. I, I make it pretty much what it is down there, so I won't be betting in that game. I feel a little bit uncertain about the St Kilda and West Coast game as well. I'm, I'm really confused where St Kilda at, is at with their footy, so I'm going to stay out of that one as well. But the next game I want to talk about is the Suns uh, versus Carlton. Uh, Suns here opened up at... Uh, <laughs> Um, three and a half point favorite, and it's just trimmed up a little bit now to two and a half. I tell you, there's one thing that I've really enjoyed about the Suns football this year, and it's their ferocious attack on the football and the way that they're pressuring teams. Now, the Suns aren't a team that a lot of people like to watch, but I was super impressed with them against West Coast in the first round. And if it wasn't for losing the kid, uh, Rao, the super kid, they would have gone a long way to actually going very close to winning that game. Um, then then on the weekend, they played Adelaide, um, and Adelaide are doing a lot of things right as well at home, and I thought they were super competitive um, against Adelaide as well. I really like a lot of stuff they're doing. I'm concerned with their um, two big men being out, so they've lost Day, and now they've lost Wits, their Ruckman, so that is disappointing for them. But... Um, but Ruckman, I think, is is something that can be replaced. And I've absolutely loved the ferocity of the Suns. And Carlton are coming off a pretty soft kill on the weekend. They love drinking a little bit of their own bathwater, the Blues. And uh, they would have celebrated that win. I think emotionally they got themselves up on the weekend for that one. The skipper was right up and about in Crips. And I can see them having an, a bit of a, an emotional letdown uh, come this week. I think the Suns will see this as an absolute game. That they're right in it. And, um, and I think the talent, I think the ferocious attack uh, from the Suns is going gonna, is gonna to catch Carlton off, off guard. And I'm actually pretty excited about the Suns in this one. That's interesting, the mug. I actually looked at those prices, and I guess you're living down in Melbourne, you're, you're probably um, over-index on information about Carlton compared to the Suns, but I, I thought Carlton looked a big price in that one, so that's interesting with your learned perspective that that's the way you view it, so really informative. No worries. Thanks, uh, thanks, mate. I'm, no guarantee the win. That's just what I like. <laughs> that's just what I like, Benny. Um, the, next, uh, the next game of interest that I wanted to speak about that I've got betting interest in is... The D's uh, taking on Geelong now. The D's three and zero, you know, and that's the first time I think since two thousand and five. I think I heard on the weekend. So the D's have done all they can do. I guess they've they've beaten the teams that have been put up against them. In saying that, the teams that have been put against them haven't been uh, great, and uh, and they got GWS on their knees a little bit, losing a couple of players in the run on the weekend, but. I think it's worth a shot at margins. I, I, I think the D's potentially have the speed and they have the skill to potentially cut up Geelong and hurt them with pace. So if that is to be true, I think it's worth a little dabble at 15 plus, at, at 21 plus, at maybe 25 plus, or even I've actually had a little dabble at, uh, at 40 plus at 10s. I just think the D's might be able to slide. I could be wrong, but I think it's worth the push. Um, so uh, just a little go at the margin on the D's uh, to really get a hold of the uh, the slow, stagnant Cats. Now, last year, the, the Cats played keepings off against the D's, and it was a bit of a snore fest, and, and the Cats got up in a close one. But um, 
the D's just look a little bit different this year. I'm really happy with what um, May and Lever are doing down back. And I think Cozzy uh, Pickett adds an absolutely new dimension uh, to their attack. And, uh, and as we know, their midfield's always been great. So really looking forward to that one. And, um, and I think the D's are worth a push at a margin. That makes sense, Mug. Dangerfield still out too. I'm right in saying so. Yeah, yeah and- he's, he's got another week to go. So uh, and and the Cats actually lost key personnel on the weekend. Um, lost Higgins, um, so that's another soldier down. So look, Cats have got pretty good depth, but um, but you know it, it always starts to challenge you when you start losing these players uh, week after week. So. And I know that it's a six-day turnaround from Monday, but still that shorter turnaround is probably a bit of a factor there too. I'm guessing as well when you've lost players. Yeah, look. I- I don't think we spoke about this last year. I don't think there's anything majorly statistically sound that actually supports, you know, the the six sort of five uh, five six day turnaround, the four day turnaround consistently, or the five day turnaround consistently off travel. Um, there is a bit of an argument there. I don't think that will hurt them as much, but um, but yeah, definitely the injuries uh, to Higgins, and we know they've got Cameron on the sidelines already, and Danger still out. So yeah, and and they've. They've just been winning the Cats. I don't think they're going great. So, um, yeah, as I say, I think it's worth a a little push. All right, mate. Let's get stuck into some NRL. All right, Pope. Here we go. The first game of interest for you, mate, is on the Friday night. It's Panthers taking on the Raiders at home. Panthers here, $1.39 and the Raiders, $3. How do you see this one? It's a marquee clash, the mugs. So you've got two of the four or five better teams in the competition playing each other on Friday night at Bluebet Stadium, Panthers home ground. And, and Penrith have been a regular season behemoth in the last 18 months. Lost one regular season match across 2020 and so far 2021. So it's going to be hard to go against them, but I am in this one. Right, okay. Canberra, I've, I've said it in recent weeks, I, I do like them. And you like the, you like Canberra, don't you? You're a big fan. Yeah, I do. And they've had a soft start to the year, to be honest, in the first month. They're not playing their best football, but you probably don't want them in the first month either. So I, I don't think it's the worst sign. This, at, it's about seven and a half, six and a half the line. The $3 roughly head-to-head. Look, for, a, for a team that's top four, top five in the com, I think I think this is a big number. They're missing a couple of players. Penrith, their hooker, Api Coruscant, the the feeder of the nut. As has yeah, been yeah, touched yeah, on, yeah, is yeah. out. And they've also restructured in recent weeks with Crichton going back to fullback with Dylan Edwards, who have been playing really well. He's out. So two of your spine is um, been reconfigured to, to suit injuries, and that, that can have effect in these big games. They haven't really been tested with that as yet. Um, I think they're going to get tested this Friday, and I'm prepared to find out... Um, at the three dollars, how good yeah, camera? Okay, and normally you'd say Penrith pretty solid at the home turf. Storm almost got them, as we know, uh, the other week. So happy to go on the Raiders. And mate, what's the angle there? Are we looking head to head there, or do we take the line? What's what's the uh, tip up there for the punters? Bit of both. Generally, I steer clear of the plus these days. The way you would have seen over the weekend, the way some of these score lines blow out, that it's it's hard to tip up a plus when momentum goes against you. You're almost better back in the head-to-head at the bigger price and, and taking the plus at $1.90. But when two top four or five teams play each other, and especially when you've got to start over-converted try, I think the plus six and a half, seven and a half is worth it. And also the $3, I think, is worth getting involved in and having some interest on the men from the nation's capital. And I know um, I know Logical has often spoken about it, and I've just spoken about it in the Melbourne game. Is there any play there to push a margin um, with that outsider as well is that something that you would look at with your strategy in nrl yeah and i know times the logical one has talked around especially he 
taught me a lot is around the one to thirty nine forty plus angle, yep. especially that yep. the value is in that bigger bigger price. And I agree in similar for NRL that you'd probably want thirteen pluses as the angle if you're going to go down the road. I don't think you would in this game. I think okay. Penrith are too good, and if they get beaten, it's not going to be by much. So I wouldn't risk it. But it is definitely an angle for future future weeks and other games that. That, those bigger margins, especially 13 plus, is is an angle that we'll talk about in, in other games going forward. Awesome, mate. That's a great tip up for the listeners. Thank you very much. The next game, mate, that you want to talk about uh, is the Roosters versus the Sharks. And, and you spoke about the Roosters last week and, and had another fantastic win on those. So well done on that one. And I'm sure the listeners were very happy with that tip up. So well done again to you, mate. As I said, you're flying. Go to the mailbag.com.au. Get all Benny's stuff. He's, uh, he's going really well. Um, mate, Roosters short in this one as well. $1.39, Sharks, 3 bucks. How do you see this one? Again, too short, the favourite in this one. Mug, for me, we talked about last week. I did like the Roosters, but there was a caveat that they are missing their dominant playmaker, Luke Keary. And I think in these bigger games against the better teams, this is when it's going to be found out. And I really rate Cronulla. And, and there's generally one team early in the year that the market seems to underrate. And I think Cronulla's that team in the NRL this year there. They're better than how they're being rated at the moment. And the three dollars in this, I, I can't get this anywhere near minus seven and a half, eight, to be honest. Yeah, right. So I really like the Sharks. They're playing good footy. They've even despite injuries, they're still got a good team on paper. And they've been consistent. Even though they're two and two, they they've put it up to some of the bigger teams in the comp. Um, they're really good value here, both head to head and and similar line, but I'll be all over this three dollars head to head. Yeah, excellent, Benny. All right, mate, that's fantastic. Um we next we move on uh, to the next game now, and mate, my uh, my eyes nearly popped out of my head when I just checked the prices a second ago because we've got the Bulldogs hosting the Storm. In this day and age in professional sport, can we have a team that's a dollar oh three? The Storm are a dollar oh three against the Bulldogs. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's not a mistake if you just. Refreshing any betting app and you see $13 cannery and you haven't watched any football this year, don't bet into it. But first month of the season as well, you got a dollar three favorite. It's it's extraordinary. The line's 27.5 in this and it might not be enough, to be honest. Oh, so, really? Melbourne, can you put the punters into Melbourne though? Can you put the punters in? I don't know if I can at this stage. If we do, we might be a similar angle that we'd be talking margins from last week. So we're, we're going to be with... Might even look at our angles around what Bulldogs do. They haven't scored a point in three weeks. So yeah, right. we might be looking at other angles outside yeah. of the line that um, under tries, under points for Bulldogs, big margins for Melbourne is probably the angle because it, it's, it's hard to really tip up a 28-point margin, the mug for the favourite in this one, when they're away from home. And, mate, just for my uh, education, why are the – like, I always think rugby league, you bash into each other, it's a pretty simple game. Why are the Bulldogs so bad? Yeah, we, we've touched on we touched on last week the rule change about a big difference. So it, it allows the better teams, especially, to be able to play more football, throw the ball around, and that's had a dramatic effect. And also, there's some really bad management in some of these teams. There's some okay. salary cap disasters occurring across these bottom teams that are haunting them currently and will haunt them for years to come. And this is occurring with the Bulldogs. They, they've overpaid for players, and they're paying the wrong players huge amounts of money, and it's having a disastrous effect that. Um, they're impotent in attack. They they are horrendous. I don't, I don't know where their next point's coming from, and I doubt it's this weekend. But again, the 27.5, it's, it's a big margin tip the minus if Bulldogs do somehow score a couple of tries. So and we'll look at other angles there. Is there a danger potentially that Storm rest players, or you wouldn't? that's not something that you would consider? Or It's, it's a good call because in a, 
high injuries early in the season, it is is a factor, but they're actually getting guys back this week who haven't played so far this oh, okay. year. So they've had Harry Grant, who's their star hooker, from was probably the second best player on the field in the deciding origin game last year. He comes back after missing the first four weeks. They've got Felice Kafushi come back from suspension. I think they want to get a bit of rhythm in how they play with their best team on the paddock, so I can't see them resting guys this week. Okay. All right, mate. And the last game that we wanted to talk about, Benny, was West Tigers versus the Cowboys. So this, uh, to me, seems uh, like another fairly lopsided affair. We've got $1.35 for the Tigers. Cowboys, $3.25. I'm, I'm guessing that line's sitting around about seven and a half, eight and a half. Um, where are we at here? And this is a favourites comp at the moment, so... High percentage of favourites winning. Again, that occurred on the weekend, 78-8 winning. But I think the Tigers are a bit of a false favourite here. They are at home yeah, at their okay. beloved Leichhardt. They aren't a great team, the Mugs. So they're $1.35, 9.5 point favourites here. 9.5, okay. It, I, with much trepidation, I'm going to say the Cowboys are a bet here. And they've been horrible. They've been putrid the last fortnight especially. But 325, they get back their star player, Jason Tom Lolo, this week. This is a big price for a team in the West Tigers that are probably the fifth worst team in the comp, and they're going off the thirty-four favourites. I can't be having that. Can't, can't be having that. Even though Cowboys have been horrendous, I'll be tipping them up this week with a lot of nervousness and not much confidence. But I, I think the price <laughs> is too big. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, mate. Well, uh, well, that's a that's a great little set for uh, for the listeners there. And as we said, mate, you've been on fire. So you. You're liking a little push there on the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, bit of a wait and see on the Storm versus Bulldogs, but maybe an angle there on the points uh, for the Bulldogs unders, potentially. Um, we're liking the uh, Outsiders with the Sharks. We're liking the Outsiders with the Raiders. Absolutely fantastic, as always, mate. Uh, thank you very much for that. And from an AFL perspective, um, as I mentioned, really keen on the Suns, mate. I, I like uh, what potentially is going to happen up there to, uh, to the uh to the Blues on the weekend and a bit of a margin push on the uh, Melbourne Demons. So guys, that wraps us up for the show. Uh, thank you always uh, for listening. Um, as we said, you can get uh, the rest of the boys stuff. Logical's just starting to really hit his straps. Benny's flying, as you know. Go to the mailbag, uh, themailbag.com.au and uh, and you can follow at barefootpunter1 on Twitter as well. As we always say, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>